Before I uploaded this podcast, I came across some shocking news and I'm going to go ahead and share it with you. If you haven't heard by now, the now late and great state representative Elijah Cummings has transitioned. He has passed on. My thoughts and prayers go out to his family, his friends, and so much of the burden of responsibility that he took on for his 68 years falls upon us. And to be perfectly honest with you, the podcast that I'm going to share with you today becomes so much more urgent because I am introducing to some and reintroducing to others an incumbent who cares about public service, not about politics, but about being a public servant. And what happens with politics sometimes is that, you know, we we know about candidates, you know, candidates may have served for, you know, one term or two terms or an extended period of time. And so we think we know a person. But when I sat down with Miss Gail Diggs, I learned so much and hopefully you will, too. Early voting has already started uh, in Aiken. If you're listening to this podcast and you're in District one uh, for the Aiken City Council, I would encourage you to vote now. But if not now, please make sure that you vote on Election Day. But in the meantime, listen to this podcast. I'm Ken Macon. And you're listening to Making a Difference. You wonder why I spit the truth and not to make no dough. To make a difference. This episode of Making a Difference is being brought to you by... District 1 and all of Aiken, my name is Gail Bush Diggs, your Aiken County Councilwoman for District 1, and I need your vote for re-election on Tuesday, November 5th. Aiken is my home. I graduated from Aiken High School in 1973, and after attending the University of South Carolina in Columbia, I came back home and raised my family here. I have a lifetime record of putting people first. My priorities come from a common sense approach to local government, smart growth, safe communities, and servant leadership. Keeping District 1 as an important part of conversations regarding the direction of Aiken is vital. The growth and development of the north side of town remains an important priority for the city of Aiken. I was a small business owner in downtown Aiken in the 80s. I understand the role that business plays in keeping a community vibrant. We will continue to welcome business opportunities that will positively impact our community and to promote public and private partnerships. I will remain a good steward of this city's resources, but I only need one thing from you, and that's your vote. I would encourage you to participate in early voting, which starts on October 7th. But if you're not able to, please make sure that you get out to vote on November 5th and vote for me, Gail Diggs, your District 1 Councilwoman. 
Welcome to another episode of Making a Difference. I'm your host, Ken Macon, here doing something that you guys know I love to do. I love sitting down with um, political candidates and also incumbents. And we're sitting here uh, with a young lady who, I mean, uh, is pretty much synonymous with Aiken County, um, particularly in District 1. Um, if you know, when you look around at different events that are going on in the community, um, you know, things in terms of, I can think of the Lupus Walk, I saw her there. Really, we just see her all over the place. She is, in fact, up for re-election. Um, November 5th, I want to encourage everybody to come out. But in the meantime, I just want to sit down and, uh, look, talk with Mama Diggs for a, a, a short while. I mean, I just see her, see her like a, a mother. I know many of us do um, in, the, in the Aiken community. And so I'm here uh, with, again, the Aiken County Council, um, Councilwoman for District 1 here with Miss Gail Diggs. See, excuse me, Aiken City, uh, look, City Council um, for District 1. We're here with Miss Gail Diggs. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for inviting me to the show. Glad to have you on Making a Difference today. I just, so many people are going to listen to this and know who you are, <laughs> but at the same time, I still just love to, um, we're introducing and reintroducing people. Just want, you know, to hear from you, uh, hear from you and if you could just introduce yourself and just kind of tell us some things about yourself. Just, you know, obviously, you know, just you being so much a part of Bacon and being born here and raised here. Yes. Well, Ken, I was um, born right here in Aiken County at the old Aiken Hospital. Um, my siblings was born there as well, and everybody said, well, you know, you were born and raised here. How do you feel about Aiken Hospital? I said, yes, I was born there. <laughs> of course, I don't remember it. But um, I even had the pleasure of working in that building for three years, so it's near and dear to my heart. But when I left... Aiken County to attend the University of South Carolina, I knew that I would be coming back home. And that's because I had a true love for Aiken County and the people here. And there was no other place I wanted to be. Man, that's a that's a, a powerful commentary. And so with that, and I'll just uh, continue on and just ask you, you left, you came back, started a family here, raised a family here. What inspired you to transition just from your career, from your family, to want to get into politics? I had been involved in the community for so long. I served on many boards and commissions, but I also chose to work with nonprofits. Um, Rosalind Carter had a quote that said, do what you can to show you care about other people and you'll make our world a better place. And I've always felt like God chose me to be in a role where I could help people be the best that they can be. Politics was never on my agenda though. Um, after being involved in the community for so many years and working with nonprofits, um, I was approached by Beverly Clyburn. Beverly Clyburn was serving on Aiken City Council. She had actually served over 23 years. And she was getting tired and ready to do something else, spend more time with her family. And I've always seen politics as being sort of dirty. And I was not interested in being a politician. Um, ultimately, I was set up <laughs> by Bill and Beverly Clyburn. If you know the Clyburns, and I know you do, everybody knows them, 
they're such a caring family and such great role models in this community. And, and, and we sort of see them as our dream couple, but also people that has helped pave the way for others. So Beverly approached me about running for city council in her seat and tried to encourage me to attend council meetings. Well, I had so much on my plate, Ken. I just could not see how I could fit it in my schedule. I was divorced. I had my girls. Um, I was serving um, a lot of boards and commissions in this community already and just loved what I was doing. And I was happy just being and just doing that. Beverly was my eighth grade teacher. And of course I knew Mr. Clyburn and he was at Schofield at the same time. And I think the world of him. So when they approached me and asked, I said no initially. And then I decided to talk to my family and just see how they felt. Because my girls' opinions were very important to me. But I didn't start with my girls. <laughs> I started with my, 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 my brothers and sisters. I have three brothers and two sisters, and I'm the baby. So after our parents died, I always saw them as, you know, mamas and daddies, but also helpmates to me. And their opinion mattered as well. So my brothers all said, yes, we think it's a great idea. My older sister, well, my middle sister said no. And I asked why, and she said, because. People will know all your business. People will always judge you and say mean things about you. And I said, Doris, after my divorce, my life was an open book. And I loved people. And I loved helping people. This would be my opportunity to help them at a higher level. So I consider myself a voice, not a politician. I consider myself one who listens to people from all walks of life without being judgmental. Mm, that's, look, y'all, ooh, I got chills here listening listen to Mama Diggs. That's so compelling. That's something, as long as I've known you and as long as I've known your family, mm -hmm. you know, I never really knew that aspect because I just, you know, I said, man, look like the Diggs family really got their stuff, you know, going on. But I didn't, to know that you're, and I'm hesitant to call it a political career, yes. but just, just for the sake of this conversation, yes. to know how much of that was actually derived just out of your personal pain and you mm -hmm. being able to try to, you know, redirect or, or transfer that yes. that pain into, and then to have it to be something where it's been something that's been so successful and so helpful to people. I think it's just, mm -hmm. that's an awesome commentary and an awesome story, man. Just God bless you for that, man. Because some you. people would... You know, when you have like relationship troubles and, or, you know, just with intimate relationships, a lot of people are just more inclined to just kind of stay to themselves, but not you. You really just open yourself no. up even more to people. No. So that's just, man, oh man, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so impressed. Thank Look, y'all, 
She's the incumbent. If she was a candidate, I would vote for her after that. I'm gonna just be honest with you, like you're for real. So, <laughs> so no, I um I think the world of you for that, man. Thank I um, you. like I said, I already loved you, knew about you, but now I'm just like, yeah, man. If y'all don't vote this look, y'all don't vote this lady back in office, man. What are y'all doing over here, Aiken? And Ken, I served on Aiken's strategic planning committee mm-hmm. when Aiken was named an All America City, and I was so proud to be a part of that. So proud. So proud of Aiken and its people. That's uh like I say, man, I'm just I'm just so impressed. We just I want to transition from that and talk about um, your campaign and just some of the points of your campaign. I know you've talked about just the growth of the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've talked about leadership, but I'm gonna just let you tell uh, the listeners in your own words what what that what your campaign looks like and just what are some of your points of emphasis in that okay. in your campaign. Well, of course, my um, campaign is focused on growth. You know. Most of my district, or a large part of my district, has been identified as an opportunity zone. So I'm looking forward to um, investors coming and choosing north sides to locate new businesses. As a matter of fact, um, we had um, voted the other night for a project that's going to happen on Beaufort Street. And I know know you're probably aware of the fact that Children's Place is getting ready to locate over in the spec building on Beaufort Street right next to Brightheart Funeral Home. Well, across from there, there's trees now. But pretty soon, you will see those trees being cleared and making the way for a new housing development we haven't had anything in this area ever, the type of houses that, housing that we will have. And no, it's not low-income housing. It's quality housing, and a lot of low-income housing is quality housing too, but this is for people who choose to do something different. They will be able to own these units. And... Um, so I'm excited about that. I am too. I'm also excited uh, about Smith Hazel Center. At council meeting the other night, we did approve CPST funds to go ahead and replace the pool. And we got, I've, I've heard some black backlash from that. And I think the people that are, are talking are people that's not familiar with the history of the Smith Hazel Center area and what it's meant to this community. You know, the Smith Hazel Center in my time was a place where we 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 congregated after the games for sock hops. Okay. <laughs> and I know you don't know what that Man, is. But you're taking it back. Yes, <laughs> yes. So after the games you, you went back to Smith Hazel. Um, back then they had Teen Town open and so a lot uh, we weren't totally comfortable with going to, to Teen Town. That's where the um, the white kids went to Teen Town, and, and, and most of us went to Smith Hazel. But also, Smith Hazel is a, a meeting place for seniors. Um, they have their, their gatherings there twice a week. Um, summer camp, basketball tournaments, you know, church league and city league. But the pool has been there 
for 31 years. Or this pool, because they had one before that. And they replaced it with this one. But this one has been there for 31 years. The last few years, it has been in dire need of some serious repairs. And we've been putting band-aids on it instead of fixing it because we've just, I think, waiting until we actually had the money. Now, what's um, so, I guess, confusing for some people in the community is that when we were at council meeting the other night, we announced that we only had one bid. And, and that's not our fault. We opened it up. That's just happened to be all we got. That bid was a little bit more than what we anticipated. But with this pool, it's going to have not only a nice pool, it's going to have a small splash pad for children who are maybe not old enough to get in the pool yet, don't want to swim. It will have a pool house, new decking, and they'll also be able to do some work on the playground and the tennis courts and the walking track, something that we needed, we needed to do for a long time. And I've heard others say, well, why are we putting money into this project when you only have 20 kids show up? I don't know whether they think that just 20 kids a day is not a lot. Um, this pool is not meant to generate revenue, but this pool to us and to our kids, the kids on north side in district area, in the Smith Hazel Center area, this was like a country club. This we don't have, we didn't have a public pool here in Aiken to go swimming, and there are not many, any many houses on north side that have their own pools. You know that, and I know that. So where else do our kids learn to swim? if they don't have a Y membership. The Red Cross was coming in doing classes, swim classes, and not just for the kids in that area, but for anybody that wants to come. And we pay taxes too. The people in the Smith Hazel Center play, pay taxes too. So we need to invest in all areas of Aiken but especially in one that has meant so much to the people in this community. Oh my goodness, y'all. Mama did took her glasses off, y'all. I mean, we could have passed the plate in here, but no, I just, I want, because I, I really want people to understand yes. what it is that you're conveying. First of all, let's just talk about the Smith Hazel neighborhood, even yes. when you extend it out to, you know, uh, the Schofield area. Mm -hmm. That is uh, historically black. When you think about just the learning centers yes. and just education, that area is. I mean, the historical markers are there. It's it's a valuable area. But even beyond that, when you talk about just even the commentary, and, and this is where just an understanding of um, social history, mm -hmm. American history, yes. all these things. Because people, you know, even when you go to, like, pools now, I think people take for granted. That was not always something it that was, was not. available for, for black people. That, and if, like I say, if you just do your history and just look, there was a lot of conflict if for black people going to, you know, certain types of pools. Well, certain can I areas. tell you something? I would love to hear the story. When I, I grew up in New Ellington, and there was a pool on the main drag, and it was open, but it was not open to the public. Mm -hmm. And 
when a group of African-Americans got together and inquired about it, seeing if we can go swim there. The pool was closed. And then um, some people even said that, oh, it was owned by just a homeowner. It wasn't a, a, a public pool, but that's where everybody, the white kids were swimming. And so we were, um, we, we, were, we were going to a recreation center down at Greendale Elementary in the summers. And Leslie Price's husband, William Price, was the director during the summer. He was everything to us. And, and that's how I met Leslie. She, she was, she'd come there every day. She was so beautiful. And she'd leave her job at the Savannah Riverside. She'd stop in to see her husband and spend some time at the center watching us. And, and Mr. Price set up um, dates in the summer for us to go to what we call, it was Westwood Lake, Dr. Weston, and Margaret Weston, who it, our center in, in, in Clearwater is named after, she started it. Okay. The, the lake was right at their house. It was like in the backyard, but it was huge. And that's where we would go. But um, we weren't able to have a lot of lifeguards out there, and sometimes some kids almost drowned. I had a cousin that almost drowned. And, and because of that, I, I wasn't comfortable getting in the lake. So many of us didn't learn to swim. And we didn't go. We didn't go. Um, we weren't able to go often enough to learn to swim. So that's a good example. We did not have access. I had no friends with pools, and I'm not blaming that on anybody. It was just a period when we just didn't have a lot of things. My name is Lauren Macon, and you are listening to Making a Difference with my handsome husband, Ken Macon. This is Donald Doe and Michael Doe with Family Financial Consultants. Do you need help with Medicare, with affordable mortgage and life insurance, building an estate for your child? We provide these types of services for you and much more. As independent insurance brokers, we take pride in coming into people's homes and not only saving them money, but changing their lives. Imagine only paying a few dollars for your medicine instead of hundreds, or cutting the cost of your insurance premiums. Our goal is to provide affordable policies tailored to your individual needs. Give us a call at 803-293-8915 or 706-503-3933. Family Financial Consultants, LLC, located at 412 Edgefield Road in North Augusta, South Carolina. Agents work for companies, but a broker works for you. I know you guys are really enjoying this podcast and so am I, but I wanted to fulfill a request uh, from Miss Diggs. I was asking her after the show, you know, after we had this conversation, I said, you know, what's one of your favorite songs? What's the song that you think best, you know, represents your campaign and just some of the things that you've been through? And so she said, I never would have made it. And I was like, man. So I'm going to go ahead and play that now. Never would have made it by Marvin Sapp. You're listening to Making a Difference. Never would have made it. Never could have made it without you. 
I would have lost it all. But now I see how you were there for me. And I can say, never would have made it. Never could have made it without you. I would have lost it all. But now I see how you were there for me And I can say I'm stronger I'm wiser I'm better Much better When I look back Over all you brought me through I can see that you need to testify to somebody next to him. Tell him, I'm strong, I'm wise, I'm better, much better, I made it. Is there anybody in this house other than me that could declare you made it? Tell your neighbor, never would have made it. Tell them never could have made it. Do you need insurance for your car, home, life, or business? Then trust Jay Harvey, your Allstate insurance agent in Evans, Georgia. He opened his agency in 2017 because he loves helping and working with people. As a husband and father, he understands the importance of helping families prepare for the unexpected. You can get a personalized insurance quote today by calling 706-434-8106.
Jay's office is located at 3118-8 William View Parkway in Evans, Georgia. Remember, you're in good hands with Jay Harvey, your neighborhood Allstate insurance agent. I'm actually, uh, you know, in the North Augusta area, and so uh-huh. they just got the new splash pad. My, um, look, he's 20 months now, 20 uh-huh. months, almost two years uh-huh. old. My, so my son goes out there a lot, but I just, uh-huh. you, you, made, you made a point earlier, and you said, you know, these things aren't supposed to generate revenue. Right. You, and you also alluded to, you know, the folks who go to Smith Hazel are also taxpayers. Right. And these are points that I talk about all the time. And this is, and it's just, it's so refreshing to hear someone who's an elected official go to bat yes. for taxpayers, go to bat for people, um, you know, just in, in, in just in these different mm-hmm. ways, man. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, like I said, it's just, you hear things, you know, people will try to play political football with things, but the fact that you're sitting up here and you're fighting for taxpayers, that you're fighting for city services, um, it's something, like I said, if you guys are listening to this uh, podcast, whether you're in District 1, you know, in regards to the city council or you're not, yeah. this is just, these are conversations that we need to be having with right. elected officials. And this is, you know, the way, the ways that we need to be challenging folks. So and I just can we have it. a, we have a splash pad at Citizens Park, which is also in District 1, okay. but, we'll, but we've got something special. For Citizens Park in the winter, we will have an ice skating rink. Oh, wow. So <laughs> that's all in District 1. See, good things are happening in District 1. And we're looking forward to so many more good things happening in District 1. Absolutely. One thing I, that just is really uh, vitally important yes. that I wanted to ask you about, um, because as we know about Aiken, um, in terms of politics, in terms of demographics, um, it is overwhelmingly Republican and so but and this is something that you talked about in your campaign Mm -hmm. just making sure that um, all viewpoints are heard and I feel like that your politics are very centered in a way that are not um, what's the word uh, hyper politicized but just in a way where people can hey we can agree we can disagree but ultimately we're going to work in a way that's going to make and we're going to get along I'm going to still love you talk about that where that spirit comes from you know what um Politics are local. All politics are local. Um, My district is 51% African American. Um, We are so diverse. So different areas of my district all have different needs. Um, In the Paces Run, Smith Hazel Center area, the Gap, and also um, Crossland Park. You will see me in there at meetings and so forth because people feel like they can come and talk to me about anything and they want me to show up and I've been to their houses when I need to go. If Crossland Park is having an issue, I mean, I've driven up in front of people's yard and say, okay, let's talk about it. Or I contact the public safety and see how we could all work together pull the necessary people in to solve the problems that they are having. I have a common sense approach to working with both Republicans and Democrats. And that's probably why you would never see on any of my Facebook posts where I'm focusing all on national politics. Yeah, I'm concerned. But my focus is right here in this community. And when I was elected, I was elected 
to represent all the people in District 1. And so I'm going to fight for the people in District 1. But also when I'm on and when I'm at a council meeting and I'm up there with the, uh, my other colleagues, whenever we have to vote on a decision, I'm going to vote for what's in the best interest of all citizens of Aiken County, not just my constituents. I think constituents and voters are concerned about the same thing, and that is the local issues that impact their personal lives and communities. And that's where I spend my time and energy, making sure that I stay focused on those things. I pray about all of it, especially the local. So, I love all people. My father was a Church of Christ minister. We worshiped and he preached at black churches, he preached at white churches. It didn't matter. We didn't see people as being different, but we saw them as just being human beings. And our parents always taught us, treat people the way you want to be treated. So I don't think it's my place to look at people and place a value on them or their lives. All of us have worth. Everybody, all of us are somebody. And all of us want basically the same thing. We want to, to have a great family, to raise our families in good neighborhoods, safe neighborhoods. We all want to be able to provide for our families financially. But we also want to be in a place that we can be proud to call home. And that's what Aiken has been for me. Man, I... I really could just cut off the mic right there and, you know, basically tell you guys to, you know, um, vote Gail Diggs on November 5th, and that would be that. But I, I know that as much as you talk about, you know, just uh, civics and community issues, mm -hmm. making sure that people get out to vote is something that is just so important. I'm going to let you That's tell the folks in your own words to, hey, we got we to have you guys we come out on November 5th. It. We got to do it. You know. We just had, what, National Voting Day, yes. Voter, Registration Voter Registration Day, and I understand USCA can did really good and some of the other places here in town. I run into people that went to high school with me that have been registered to vote and have never cast a vote. And when I asked them why, they said, my one vote is not going to make a difference. They are going to do whatever they want to do. Who are they? They are the ones who vote. They are the ones who have a voice at the table because they took the time to vote. So one vote means a lot. And I think when you keep reminding people of that, look, we need you to do that. You can't change policies. You can't change the leadership if you're if you're dissatisfied with policies and, and, and the leaders that you have, you can't change it if you don't vote. Because what you're doing 
when you when when you are not voting, it's your actually let them win that particular race. If you want to make a difference, you got to not only register, but you gotta show up at the polls on election day so that your voice can be heard. You guys heard you, you guys heard Mama Diggs. We gotta have you guys to come out election day, November fifth. Uh, very important day. On that date, we need you to come out and vote yes. Gail Diggs, yes. Aiken City Council District One for re-election. And early voting actually start for those who are eligible on October seventh. Please come so, out. <laughs> if you're not going to be in town, if you have doctor's appointments or anything of that nature or some other reason why you can't get there. Maybe work. You might be working and can't get off. So I ask you to just go ahead and let's get this out of the way. I'm ready to serve District 1 for four more years. I've had the pleasure of serving for eight and I don't think I've disappointed you. And I don't intend to disappoint you this time. There are a lot of things on the table that we need to finish in District 1. Generations Park is another. Because it's just, we've just started. We've got a lot to do with Generations Park. But all over the city. So give me the opportunity to represent you for four more years. It would be my honor. Tell you what, great commentary. I've enjoyed this conversation so much. Uh, Miss Diggs, glad to have you on Making a Difference. And obviously, wish you all the best Thank moving you. forward. You take care. Thank you. Thank you once again for listening to this episode of Making a Difference. Once again, I am your host, Ken Making. So glad uh, you decided to check in with us today. Hope you enjoyed this conversation. Again, early voting is going on right now. Uh, and uh, the city of Aiken. Again, this is for the Aiken City Council District 1 election that's coming up on November the 5th. Again, that is Tuesday, November the 5th. Please come out and make your voice heard. You can support Making a Difference in various ways. You can follow the Facebook page. It's facebook.com backslash Makin, M-A-K-I-N, A Difference Show. You can also follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com backslash Making a Difference. We're also on Spotify and iTunes. Making a Difference also needs your financial support. You can support us uh, with a one-time donation via Cash App. It's dollar sign making, M-A-K-I-N, a difference show. You can also uh, be a month-to-month supporter of Making a Difference through Patreon. You can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash making a difference show. Again, that's Patreon.com backslash making a difference show. Appreciate you guys so much. Love you and God bless. The revolution will not be televised. You see, a lot of times people see, 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 see battles and skirmishes on TV and they say, aha, the revolution is being televised. Nah, the results of the revolution are being televised. The first revolution is when you change your mind about how you look at things and see that there might be another way to look at it that you have not been shown. What you see later on is the results of that, but the revolution, that change that takes place will not be televised.